Hello my dear wanderers and welcome to the wonderful World Kids podcast. Imagine this. It is a beautiful sunny Sunday. And you are going to spend the day at a beach. You are super excited. You pack your sand toys, beach towels, mats and cold drinks and put on your beach sandals and Just as you are about to step out, your mother reminds you, don't forget your sunscreen. Aww, why do we need to put on sunscreen? Because of UV rays. Ultraviolet or UV rays are a particular type of sun rays that are harmful to plants and animals on Earth. But thankfully, our Earth also has its own sunscreen and the sunscreen is the ozone layer life on earth is protected from the uv rays by a thin layer of a gas called ozone which occurs naturally in our atmosphere so how is this ozone created in which layer of the atmosphere do we find the ozone layer and what is creating a hole in this layer Let's find out in today's episode where we are talking about the ozone layer and the ozone hole. Now my dear wanderers, before we begin, can you tell me what does the word ozone mean in Greek? Does it mean A, shield, as in a protective layer, or B, smelly? Well, If you chose a shield, then you are wrong. The word ozone means smelly in Greek, and that is because the gas has a strong smell. Ozone is a gas made up of three oxygen atoms and it forms naturally in the stratosphere. To understand how ozone is formed, let's start with an oxygen molecule. Each oxygen molecule consists of two oxygen atoms. Due to the sun's UV rays, some oxygen molecules break apart to form two separate oxygen atoms. These single oxygen atoms are highly reactive and they combine with an oxygen molecule to form a new molecule that has three oxygen atoms. And this new molecule is our ozone molecule. This is how ozone is formed naturally in the stratosphere. You can find some ozone near Earth's surface, but most of it is concentrated in the Earth's stratosphere. At ground level, ozone is a poisonous molecule to humans. But at the stratospheric level, it connects with other ozone molecules to form the ozone layer. But the term ozone layer is a bit deceiving because ozone in the atmosphere is not compressed in a single layer about the earth's surface. It is dispersed. That's right. The ozone layer in the stratosphere is not a single layer of pure ozone. It is simply a region of the atmosphere where ozone is more common than it is at other altitudes. Now let's assume 
we compress the ozone available in the stratosphere at 0 degree celsius and one atmospheric pressure to form a single layer of pure ozone how much do you think would be the thickness of this layer will it be a 100 kilometers or b 3 millimeters the correct answer is b 3 millimeters which is almost the height of two pennies stacked together this thinly spread out gas has been protecting life on earth from uv rays for billions of years but our ozone shield is now becoming weak this is happening due to certain man-made chemicals and the depletion of this ozone layer is causing what is known as the ozone hole now the ozone hole is not actually a hole it does not indicate complete absence of ozone it is just a region where the amount of ozone present is less than what is required the amount of ozone present in the atmosphere is measured with the help of a unit known as the dobson unit the average thickness of the ozone layer is around 300 dobson units but in the region known as the ozone hole the thickness of the ozone layer is found to be below 220 dobson units the ozone hole typically occurs over the antarctic at the beginning of the southern hemisphere spring which is from august to october the antarctic ozone hole opens every year due to the combination of extremely cold temperatures man-made pollution and strong circumpolar winds known as the polar vortex the hole closes up over the summer but reopens in spring when the cycle begins again the ozone hole is caused primarily by chlorofluorocarbons also known as cfc's and nitrogen oxides cfc's are a group of chemically similar gases used commonly in refrigeration systems and air conditioners and nitrogen oxides are a byproduct of fuel burning for example from aircraft exhausts in the 1920s before the invention of cfc's refrigeration and air conditioning systems used chemicals such as ammonia and propane as refrigerants to absorb heat and provide a cooling effect even though these chemicals were effective they were toxic and flammable which means they could catch fire easily almost 10 years later a team of chemists developed chlorofluorocarbons which were non-toxic non-flammable alternatives to the refrigerants being used at that time back then people didn't know about the ill effects of these chemicals on the environment so these cfc's were widely used for refrigeration and air conditioning but in the 1970s scientists found that even though cfc's are non-toxic in the lower atmosphere once they reach the upper atmosphere they turn out to be harmful to the environment cfc's escape into the atmosphere from refrigeration and propellant devices and processes in the lower atmosphere 
they are so stable that they persist for years, even decades. This long lifetime allows some of the CFCs to eventually reach the stratosphere. The CFC molecules contain chlorine atoms. In the stratosphere, ultraviolet light breaks the CFC molecules and frees the chlorine atoms. Then, the free chlorine atoms react with the ozone and destroy it. Due to the depletion of the ozone layer, a higher amount of the sun's ultraviolet rays reach the Earth. These UV rays have harmful effects on human health, animals, the environment, and marine life. So, in the year 1987, 56 countries agreed under what became known as the Montreal Protocol to cut down the consumption and production of the different ozone-depleting chemicals in a stepwise manner. The Montreal Protocol has been successful in slowing and reversing the increase of ozone-depleting gases in the atmosphere. It is considered one of the most successful environmental treaties ever. And this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love interacting with our listeners and we reply to every email we receive. So reach out to us. You can give us episode suggestions or let us know which episode has been your favorite so far. Our email address is wonderfulworld.kids at gmail.com And don't forget to subscribe. In our next episode, we are talking about a vehicle. But it is not an ordinary vehicle. It is a very special one. Chances are that none of you have ever sat into this vehicle before. And very, very, very few of you will ever sit in one. In fact, not even a thousand people from the entire earth have traveled by this vehicle so far. So what are we talking about in our next episode? Tune in next time to find out. This was episode number 14, where we spoke about the ozone layer and the ozone hole. Thank you for listening. See you next week. And until then, keep on wondering. wondering.